live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Monday. Welcome to Live from America. Today is Monday, November 15th, year of our Lord 2021, and I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, but God-loving, flag-waving host, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, and thank you so very much for everything, your kindness, your prayers, your compassion, literally everything about every single one of you is amazing, and I am so honored and blessed to be put in this position to bring you the news every single day, Monday through Friday, and I just want to thank, I'll never ever stop thanking you, and I'll never ever stop apologizing for when I feel like I'm shortchanging you uh, by by not... Uh, but not being here for one of the shows uh, during the week. Either way, ladies and gentlemen, I saw just as we were jumping on that the judge dismissed the case in the Kyle Rittenhouse murder trial. I don't know how, uh, what if he just dismissed uh, some charges or, 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 or if he dismissed the entire case altogether. It literally was just happening as I came live, the same second as I was getting ready to start the intro. And it looks to me, without doing any further investigation, that Kyle Rittenhouse is free and he will be released from custody. And I just want to thank God. I want to thank Becky. Becky so much. Uh, Becky started this morning off with a $20 donation here on Monday Morning Live from America. God bless you, Becky. Thank you so very much. The great thing about this, ladies and gentlemen, is that prayers have been answered. Not only the prayers of you, not only the prayers of m- myself or my family, but prayers across the country and, and over the and across the world, ladies and gentlemen, for this 17-year-old, uh, this, this wonderful kid who um, was literally out to do the right thing was literally out to do the right thing and was demonized by everybody in the mainstream. You know why? And the White House itself and Democrat politicians who should know better than to open up their and, and their mouths and bump their gums during an investigation when they instruct their entire FBI, CIA, DOJ, and everybody out there to shut their mouths when there's an investigation going on because they don't want to corrupt the integrity of the investigation they don't want to corrupt the integrity of the court case when it gets in front of a jury or a judge but yet when it's somebody else they can run their mouths all they want but guess what I've said it before, ladies and gentlemen I'll say it again and you might even have your very own shirt or hat that says this but you can't beat God and when you go against him you lose 10 times out of 10. God bless you, Liberty Shines, for your $5 donation. Thank you so very much. But if you're just joining in, ladies and gentlemen, the breaking news of this morning, Kyle Rittenhouse, absolutely free. Thank God for putting it on that, weighing on that judge's heart to do the right thing. Thank God for keeping an armor of protection around Kyle Rittenhouse, his attorneys, his family, and the rule of law. The rule of law, when the rule of law um, wins, when, when the rule of law sees uh, justice, ladies and gentlemen, then that is what this country was built on. That's why, we're, that's why we have what we have. That's why we are the best country in the world. Because the rule of law is, in this country, is uh, paramount, ladies and gentlemen. It is paramount to our existence and to a free country. So thank you all very much. Um, no, he isn't yet, Jeremy. What do you mean? Not true, Jeremy. No, Jeremy. Oh, so you're saying he wasn't. The judge is mad and threats the competence. Oh, so he didn't drop all charges. Okay. Well, see, that's why. That's why I. Uh, that's why I make sure I have everything checked before we before we talk about. It. Is Kyle free? Closing arguments now. Just the weapons charge, not the case. He is now giving the instructions to the jury. Please shout me out. Okay. Okay. So he dismissed the weapons charge, not the case. All right, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Dismiss the weapons charge, not the case. Well, ladies and gentlemen, long story short, it's still prayers answered. It's still prayers answered. Because once you dismiss a weapons charge, you know what I mean? And you have the videotape showing self-defense, how can he lose? How can he, how can he be found guilty if there's no weapons charge and you have the video proof of self-defense and you have the prosecution making the defense for the defense? So, uh, so... Uh, I'm glad that uh, at least that was at least the weapons charge was dropped. So thank you very much for clearing that up for me, folks. I was going off of what I saw in the very beginning. All right, before we move on 
to the verse of the day. Before we move on to the Lord's Prayer, let me just talk about a few things um, that uh, happened over the weekend and going into this week. Number one, I'd like to thank the following people for answering um, the newsletter this morning and sending emails of words of encouragement for my family and my daughter. Uh, Becky, uh, excuse me, Betty Schlegel, thank you very much. I appreciate that very much. Becky Arnold, Diane Crofton, Cindy Taylor, Jack Pendle, Victoria Schaefer, Andrina Covey, and Christine Gannon. Thank you all very much for your kind words this morning for my daughter. I will show her that email a little later on today. And the following people I'd like to thank for monthly donations as well that came in over the weekend. Sandra, uh, Sandra Totten, Amy Elias, Doris Henderson, and Martha Lanes. God bless you and thank you all very much. Now, going into this week, I want to tell you who we're going to have on as guests here on Live from America, folks. Javon Hutton Pulitzer will be on this week. We're looking at Friday being the day for Javon Hutton Pulitzer to come on. We're going to talk about his um, his uh, the process in which he finds uh, whether a ballot is real or not, the kinematic um, process that he does. We're also going to be talking about where we are with forensic audits in this country and where he sees them going in the future and what role he will play. So it's been great to be able to finally touch base with Javon Hutton Pulitzer. He will be on this week, ladies and gentlemen. Also, woke up yesterday morning right before heading out to the worship group at church. We have to be there at 8 a.m. And this morning, ladies and gentlemen, or yesterday morning, I woke up to an e a text message from Senator Doug Mastriano himself. And you want to know why he just reached out and text messaged me? Because of all of you. Because of all of you in Pennsylvania who pressured and pushed uh, Senator Doug Mastriano to reach out and get a hold of me. And he did just that. As a matter of fact, I woke up to an e uh, uh, a text message from a number that I didn't know said hey there Jeremy folks tell me that you've been that I've been uh, that they've you've been wanting me to get a hold of you this is Senator Doug Mastriano so um, you're wrong on a lot of things Jeremy need to be sure before you guarantee things says extrovergent or whatever uh, I didn't guarantee anything <laughs> I literally got breaking news from the people this morning that the case was dropped and then I asked was the whole case dropped or just part dropped then everybody said the case was dropped then it came in that the weapons were dropped uh, so not really part of the news this morning it was part of it happening when I came in but I appreciate the fact that you um, that you keep tabs and make sure that I'm right or wrong uh, but I can't think of too many things that I've been that wrong on. And if I have, I've always come back. But anyway, uh, yeah, so Doug Mastriano, Javon Hutton Pulitzer, and also, also Adam from uh, PatriotFoods.com will be on this week as well. All right, folks, let's get to the verse of the day today. And uh, this verse of the day actually came from, it started as a message in church yesterday. And... Um, I realized I realized towards the end of the evening that it wasn't a message directly towards to me. It was a it was a message for my daughter. And uh, once I gave her that message, because she couldn't go to church obviously because she's sick. Once I gave her that message and spent some time with her last night, it really helped out. So, folks, let's go to the verse of the day today, which was titled "Suffering for Being a Christian." And the verse of the day comes from First Peter four sixteen through nineteen. Again, First Peter. 4, 16 through 19. But it is no shame to suffer for being a Christian. Praise God for the privilege of being called by his name. For the first or for the time has come for judgment, and it must begin with God's household. And if judgment begins with us, what terrible fate awaits those who have never obeyed God's good news? And also, if the righteous are barely saved, then what will happen to godless sinners? So, if you are suffering in a manner that pleases God, keep on doing what is right, and trust your lives to the God who created you, for He will never fail you. And I have to tell you, if you go to that verse, read the verses prior to and after that, because it really brings in an entire um, perspective on living for God and living as a Christian and what it means. So I wrote this. My oldest daughter is going through a lot of stuff right now that will determine what kind of person that she will be in the future. She is also one of the ones in my family that has been hit hardest with sickness lately. So she has been isolated in a room 80% of the day. So I have been cooking and bringing her food to her 
in her room where she is spending most of her time so that she doesn't feel so lonely. Last night I took the Bible up to her room and we read the verses that I put in this newsletter today as well as the verses before and after as they explain how lonely it is to be a Christian in the flesh and how we are to suffer and live for God. My daughter is very smart very kind and loves Jesus. However, she doesn't understand why she feels so alone and why she has no friends. I told her because you are openly expressing your love for Christ. I do the same thing and outside of my life from America family, I don't have a lot of friends anymore either since I publicly started speaking the gospel. Since kids her age don't, even though she's in a Christian school, they don't really associate with her and it hurts her feelings. I told her that she is walking a very narrow path the path can feel lonely in the flesh, and it can feel like there is nobody walking with you. However, Christ is there. Christ loves her and is guiding her steps in the right direction. I said, when you feel like you are suffering and nobody understands, and when you feel alone, you, are ex you feel exactly how Jesus felt while dying for our sins on that cross. And when you feel that way, and when others won't associate with you because of your open love for Christ, your kindness, and your compassionate heart, then you are doing something right. And you should feel honored to please God because that is what you are doing. When others are storing up God's wrath, you are storing up His mercy, his mercy and His blessings. Living for Christ is more important than school, friends, family, jobs, careers, reputations, or anything else you can think of. So if you do that, then you have absolutely nothing to worry about in jesus name amen and i and and i started um i started getting a lot of emails this morning which is from some of the people that i that i talked about this morning i started getting emails about people whose daughters feel the same way whose granddaughters feel the same way or people who felt that way when they were younger as well and they're very very great words of encouragement so i will show my daughter those emails a little later on and uh, again ladies and gentlemen it's a hard hard life in the flesh to be an openly uh an open follower of jesus christ and he said a thousand times they hated you before they ever ha or they hated me before they ever hated you so basically get used to it but you know you're on the right path so if you're one of those people that are feeling that way if you're feeling lonely if you're feeling depressed isolated or just you know what i mean like nobody understands you yet you have christ then christ is all you need Christ is all you need, but it's nice to have this live from America family here as well to support each other and to inspire each other. So thank you all very much. Uh, Denise says, my dad passed away in October and I wish I had been closer to him. Uh, Miranda says, Jeremy, I've been praying for you and your family and sent message to you on Telegram this weekend. And I think I answered it this morning, by the way. I, I've been pretty unplugged from social media for the weekend just because, you know, I've, I've really been attending to a lot of stuff there. Um... The earth, the earth is the Lord, says Mima Becky, and everything in it, the world and who live in it. Psalm 2410. Well, God bless you. Uh, Jeremy, can you find a Bible study for her uh, with girls her age? Well, we do have a, a teen youth group, uh, but again, it's just a lot of those kids, even though they're in cr Christian school, the last thing they're doing is publicly talking about Christ and being such you know kind, compassionate kids. So um, there probably is. I just haven't really explored it too much. Uh, but we're going to start enjoying uh, exploring it now. So let's say the Lord's Prayer and let's get right into the news. I know a lot of people want to talk about what's happened to this weekend and what we're getting into this week, including what's going on with Steve Bannon. So let's get right to it. If you have not shared the video yet, please do me that favor. And please reach down and click that rumble button. I'm going to do that right now. Looks like we have 509 rumbles. Let's see if we can get a couple thousand. And uh, let's get into the Lord's Prayer, shall we? Here we go. Out loud. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And I know when my daughter sees those emails and words of encouragement later, you guys, it's going to brighten her day, and she's going to feel like she was never sick. Uh, what is the status of your new studio 
would like would sure like to see a live tour says tom well the status is we are now we have um i think i'm about 70 or 80 percent of the stuff that we've ordered the equipment is in uh the rest of the stuff will get here about the 17th or the 18th and then the last week of the month or the first week of december the real america's voice crew is going to fly out here and they're going to put it all together for me and in the meantime my wife and i are putting together everything else like the the section of the studio where all of the ordering and shipping is done for merchandise and apparel and of course now we're moving everything from this studio piece by piece which we did this weekend a lot of it to the new studio so we can start getting everything up on the walls and and, and out of boxes so that's where we are and you will get a live tour of the studio and it'll be it'll be quite incredible you'll really like it okay so that's where we are and i'll keep you guys updated let's get to it ladies and gentlemen first and foremost section of the day let's uh steve bannon was taken into custody today because of the fact that he did not show up for his um his uh, subpoena uh, when he was subpoenaed by Nancy P- Nancy Pelosi's January 6th Unselect Committee, headed up by people like Liz Cheney, Adam Kinzinger, and other scumbag Democrats and rhinos who are there for to do nothing but to destroy President Donald J. Trump. I will tell you though, folks, over this weekend, Adam Schiff was on some stupid, ridiculous Democrat liberal talking heads show, and he actually said what t- we know that they've been thinking for the longest time. He said there is no way that we are going to stop President Donald J. Trump from running for president again. He said Donald Trump is making a run for the White House again. We know this to be true. This is what Adam Schiff said this weekend. He said Donald Trump will be making another run for the White House. We can't keep him away, and we can't hope to keep him away with any kind of um, hearings or prosecution. Long story short, they know Donald Trump's coming back. They are completely afraid. They said the only way to beat Donald Trump and send him packing for life, this is what Adam Schiff said this weekend, is if we beat him at the ballot box. And they know they're not going to be able to cheat again. So they're super, super afraid of Donald Trump. And this right here is just another way to try to intimidate him or try to keep him away. But they know it's not going to happen. Literally, Adam Schiff said it this weekend. They know nothing is going to happen when it comes to any kind of prosecutorial uh, hearings, events, or anything like that. It's not going to work. They know he's coming back. It's not going to stop him anyway. So Steve Bannon was, uh, the subpoena was put out for Steve Bannon to come and testify for a hearing. Steve Bannon did what I would do and said yeah okay throw that right in the trash and then they sent that request or that uh they, they sent their um their su- suggestion to the doj that the uh, an indictment be put out on uh, Steve Bannon and an, an arrest would be made and uh, they indicted him and he turned himself in this morning. What I want to do is I want to go to the video this morning right before Steve Bannon actually walked into the FBI building and I want to play you his message to all of you and in Steve Bannon fashion of course it was incredible. So ladies and gentlemen here is Steve Bannon this morning turning himself in at the FBI building. Thank you. Thank you. 
Courage is contagious. And as and and in Steve Bannon fashion, of course, he was all smiles walking in. The thing that I loved about Steve Bannon the most is you got to be able to read between the lines with Steve Bannon, and people like Steve Bannon, okay? Especially if you know him, the guy, the guy has so much to say, and he says so much without saying it, okay? What did he do that entire time? Just right there, what did he? He plugged his show. He plugged the war room. You think this guy's afraid? You think this guy's afraid? Look, the left is mad because president trump pardoned him the left is mad because president trump pardoned him he'll bail out matter of fact the save america freedom tour is going on right now i'm not a part of it because this on this leg of this tour because of the family uh and how i need to tend to the family and i wish i was with ben i wish i was with everybody in el paso today they were in san antonio and they were in uh new orleans before that big shout out to the save america freedom tour big shout out to ben and amanda for for holding it down while i'm gone but he's going to be on real america's voice news tonight night on the save america freedom tour from el paso he'll be skyping in and he'll be talking about what happened today of course he's going to bail out he's not worried in the least if he was worried in the least why would he be doing nothing but plugging his show when he walked in he is going to absolutely destroy these godless cowards who are trying to pick on him and intimidate him because he was pardoned by president donald j trump number one because he runs the war room which has got probably the most action item audience uh, audiences in the world when it comes to sheer numbers anyway i know the live from america audience is, is second when it comes to getting things done but as far as numbers wise go nobody even comes close he's destroying people like cnn and ratings he's destroying people on fox news and ratings they can't stand it they can't stand the fact that he's got so much people or so many people behind him ready to do so much and that's exactly why they kicked me off facebook uh, there's Dan Bongino, Candace Owens, all of them are saying the same things that I said on Facebook. Okay, the reason why they kicked me off was because of spreading the gospel and having so much engagement, having 30, 35,000 live viewers. They don't like when people are actually engaged and doing something because of what they're, uh, because of, of, the, of the show host that they're watching and the facts that they're being given. So this is nothing but a smear attempt to try to take him down because he's associated with President Donald J. Trump. But much like Trump, he's not going anywhere. Matter of fact, this is only going to turn around and bite the left in the rear end. So keep it up. Keep doing this kind of stuff. Up with people like Steve Bannon and see where that gets you. Okay? Uh, Beto is a moron clown. He's not tired of losing. LOL <laughs> says Melly7. Uh, Cooper C98 says he's tough as nails. It's exactly right. He's probably one of the toughest people out there when it comes to politics. Uh, hey, Jeremy Carlene here from the UP. Um, yay, Patriots. Steve Bannon is awesome. Well, God bless you, uh, Carlene. And uh, I know the UP very well. Houghton and Hancock spent a lot of time up there when I was a kid. Candace Owens is still on Facebook, says Biden stinks. Exactly. It's because their engagement is not as high as even mine was. And they're way more popular than I am. They're way more popular than I am. But they never were, they never get thirty to 35,000 live viewers. And they never get anybody really to, to do anything afterwards. There's no call to action there. You know what I mean? And, not, and I'm not dissing Candace Owens in the least. I think she's great or any of those people. I just know that when, when they get scared and why they get scared. I've been through it over the last year and a half. Actually, been through it over the last five to six years. Really, over the last year and a half, with the FBI trying to intimidate me, the death threats to my family and my kids, the people surrounding my house and cutting, cut and cut, you know, popping tires and, and keying cars and all that kind of stuff, I know what they're afraid of and I know who they're afraid of. And really, when it comes down to it, they're afraid of God. And definitely, God has got Steve Bannon's back as well. Um, haha, Jeremy, we're still, you're, you're still on Facebook. We post you. Oh, yeah, good point. That's a very good point. And speaking of that, if you haven't shared the uh, video yet, please do. We're just approaching 5,000 people watching here on Live from America. So, ladies and gentlemen, long story short, Steve Bannon is going to come out of this fine. He's actually going to be live on the Save America Freedom Tour tonight with Ben. He's going to come on there. He's going to make an absolute mockery of this FBI. He's going to make an absolute mockery of the justice system, and rightfully so, not just because of politics, because of how corrupt they really are. He's going to win. They're going to lose. You're going to continue to see biden and harris's poll numbers drop and when this is all said and done we'll look back on it and say told you so and courage is contagious so i stand with steve bannon i encourage all of you to as well and uh, if he needs any help of course you know that we're all going to be here for him all right speaking of uh, Kamala Harris and Biden, we need to move on to the turmoil that's going on in the White House. Now, Jack Posobiec has been talking about this for a long time. 
Jack Posobiec has been talking about turmoil in the White House for about two or three months. Nobody else was reporting on it. As a matter of fact, when Jack Posobiec talks about it, specifically on The War Room, and of course, when Jack Posobiec does his own show, the left has to troll. And winners focus on winning while losers focus on winners. And that is what people like Joy Reid, The Morning Joe, Mika and Joe, and all of those scumbags, uh, uh, Don Lemon, that's what they do. Winners focus on winning while losers focus on winners. So they're constantly complaining, crying, oh, the left and white nationalists, blah, 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 blah. So they're kind of, they're constantly coming out in contrast to what people like Steve Bannon and Jack Posobiec say. But it turns out that Jack Posobiec is not lying and was not lying and was reporting the truth. And the one thing I love about Jack is his inside info that he has at the White House. Joe Biden's team versus Kamala Harris's team. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're going to be fighting over which one will come out on top as the biggest loser or the biggest dum-dum, I should say. But anyway, there's a lot of turmoil going on right now between Kamala Harris and between Joe Biden. This is coming from their closest sta- their closest aides, the staff members of Kamala Harris. You guys got to understand that the vice president has his own staff around him, just like the president has him his own staff around him. And that is precisely the reason why Mike Pence was such a big traitor because his staff hated President Donald J. Trump. And Kamala Harris's staff hate Joe Biden. As a matter of fact, they're complaining that the, the White House is sending Kamala Harris on, on um, basically failure journeys. Basically, they're sending her places to do things that she has no skill in doing. And that's why she's failing uh, miserably. And Kamala Harris's team, her staff, is saying that the White House is doing this to her on purpose. They're saying that she said the staff is saying that the White House is doing this to her on purpose, sending her on losing battles that she knows she can't win. Meanwhile, keeping her away from her strengths, her skills, and putting her skills to use. What skills do you have? Like this is a this is a family friendly Christian show, so I'm not going to say what comes to my mind. Really, at first, when I think of what skills cackling Kamala Harris has, but really, let's talk about it in a in a more business professional sense here. What skills does this woman have? She was a failed attorney general. She was a failed side piece to Montel Williams, because that's what she was at first. She was Montel Williams' side piece, if you don't remember that. He, he, he'd walk around with, two, with one woman on one arm and one woman on the other, and the woman on the other was cackling Kamala Harris. I remember that vividly, ladies and gentlemen. So she was Montel Williams' side piece. She started getting a little bit of popularity where she lived. She ran for office. She ended up becoming attorney general. She did a terrible, terrible job as attorney general, locked up minorities, black and brown, constantly, constantly while screaming racism against her and black and brown people. Um, and then she was a failed candidate for president and she's a failed vice president as well. So what skills, if anybody's out there who's watching who loves Kamala Harris, please let me know in the comment section. We won't call you a troll. We won't ban you from the, uh, from the comment section. Let me know what skills she has. But long story short, there's, there's a lot of uh, turmoil going on. So let me read a little bit about it. So enough of it, ladies and gentlemen, by the way, that uh, Circleback uh, Saki actually had to put out... Uh, <laughs> put out a statement about it. So White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki issued a statement Sunday night on Twitter defending Kamala Harris after CNN report, uh, reported earlier in the day that uh, there was tense, exasperated relations between Team Biden and Team Harris. Okay? Um, in uh, the CNN article, in the CNN article, Harris allies, and the only reason I'm referencing the CNN article here, ladies and gentlemen, is because if CNN is injecting themselves into this fight, apparently, that the, that the White House is having internally, then you know there must be fire where there's smoke. You know what I mean? So in the CNN article, Harris uh, allies throw shade on Biden, accusing the White House staff of defending Secretary of Transportation Pete, Pete Buttigieg more... <laughs> <laughs> More than they have Harris because Buttigieg is a white man. So that was first. And the first thing that came out publicly was that Kamala Harris's staff was complaining um, that the White House was backing up and sticking up more for Pete Buttigieg than they are Kamala Harris and her failures because he's a white man, okay? Um, Jen Psaki says, for anyone who needs to hear it, Vice President Kamala Harris is not only a vital partner of, of uh, at POTUS, but a bold leader who has taken on key important challenges facing the country from voting rights to addressing root causes of migrations to expanding broadband. Okay, that is what you tasked her with, but 
she's not done anything. She's not done anything on the border. She's not done anything anywhere except for go and look very, very, very uneducated and not and very unqualified for her job. As a matter of fact, she was given um, she was given some questions the other day while she was overseas, while Biden <laughs> actually scheduled an emergency cabinet meeting. Okay, schedules this emergency cabinet meeting because they're getting destroyed everywhere. This was last week. This was last Friday. Schedules this emergency cabinet meeting because they know they're getting hammered in every aspect of this game. Meanwhile, Kamala Harris is overseas doing absolutely nothing. And when they showed what she was doing, she was giving, well, she was trying to give answers to questions that people were asking her. She had no idea what to say. It was one of the most it was one of the most hard things to watch, even as somebody who can't stand Kamala Harris. Like you would think you'd be watching with all smiles. No, I was like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. She couldn't answer a single question that they were giving her. She looks completely unqualified. And I think with the emergency cabinet meeting that was called while she was away and not present for it, while not being able to answer softball questions, really, when it comes to the media, she, they're just so used to answering, like, what kind of ice cream do you have? What did you do this weekend? What color is the, is the shirt that you're wearing? You know, easy questions that they can actually answer. And anyway, I think this is what caused all of this. So it caused Jen Psaki to reach out and uh, on Twitter and say, nothing's going on. What are you talking about? But, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the exasperation runs both ways. Interviews with nearly three dozen former and current Harris aides administration officials, Democratic operatives, donors, and outside advisors who spoke extensively to CNN reveal a complex reality inside the White House. Many in the vice president's circle fume that she's not being adequately prepared, positioned, and instead is being sidelined. What is she? What do they mean by not being adequately prepared or positioned? What does that mean? You have the job. You are the vice president. So you're just mad because they're not putting you in the presidency seat like you thought they were going to within the first year because of Joe Biden's failing uh, health. That's what you're mad at. You're mad because you're not the president yet. Or why else would they say um, uh, that she's not being adequately prepared or or positioned? That doesn't make any sense unless she's mad that she's not the president yet. The vice president herself has told several confidence she feels constrained in what she's able to do politically. And those around her remain wary of hinting at future political ambitions with Biden's team highly attuned to signs of disloyalty, particularly from the vice president. Now, whenever you see Joe Biden, and let's let's just assume that for, let's say 50% of the time you see him, Kamala Harris is sitting back there with her mask on. About half the time you see Joe Biden fumbling and mumbling and trying to color inside the lines, Kamala Harris is sitting behind him with her mask on, doing nothing, just standing there. So I think she is starting to understand what we've known all along, that this administration and the people pulling the strings on this communist left party only wanted her as basically eye candy for the left to say, look, not only are we not sexist, but we're not racist. We have a woman of color in our administration, even though we don't allow her to do anything and we send her on failing missions constantly that she'll never end up winning, losing battles that she'll never end up winning because we want her as a patsy. As a matter of fact, in the very same act that they're trying to do is show the left that they care about women and minorities, they're actually in the same breath sending her on losing battles and, and, and not utilizing her in any way, shape, or form. They just have her there as eye candy for the communist left. It's it's unbelievable. The long story short is, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think you're going to see a president Kamala Harris at this point. I think that they're trying to do anything they can to remove her from the team. I don't know how that exactly happens, but they're definitely prolonging Joe Biden longer than they, than they should because he's getting worse and worse and his poll numbers are crashing. And hers are worse, so they're probably going to try to blame it on her. Anyway, that's what's going on in the White House, and it brings a smile to my face that there's so much turmoil in the left that they already know what's coming in 2022, okay? Let's move to Project Veritas for a minute. If you remember, last week, Project Veritas was raided. Their rights were violated. James O'Keefe was handcuffed. His personal uh, cell phone and computers were taken. They extracted information out of his cell phone illegally. They ended up leaking information that is cl attorney-client privilege, by the way. 
and stories that James O'Keefe was working on and big donors to Project Veritas to the New York Times. The New York Times ended up publishing that. And long story short, ladies and gentlemen, there's a massive lawsuit that Project Veritas and James O'Keefe has against the federal government. Now, you would think in these situations in the past, especially when there was rights being violated, civil rights being violated, that the ACLU would step up and say something. Of course, the ACLU never steps up and says anything when it's in favor of conservatives or Republicans. However, after eight days of silence, ladies and gentlemen, the ACLU was forced to come out in favor of Project Veritas and James O'Keefe. And you know they must have hated doing it because while they did it, they also criticized uh, James O'Keefe and Project Veritas. But either way, it's still music to my ears when they have to do this. So let's let's talk about it real quick. All right. Um, <laughs> so the ACLU trashed James O'Keefe and Project Veritas saying that they are a successful right-leaning journalist who gets results and creates change. <laughs> but then they offer a defense of the first of of his first uh, amendment rights. Let's let's read this for a minute, okay? Project Veritas, this is from the following statement that I'm about to read you is from Brian House, H A U S S, senior staff attorney with the ACLU Speech, Privacy and Technology Project. Okay, in response to the reports of an FBI raid on Project Veritas founder James O'Keefe and his property, this is what they this is the statement that the ACLU came out with. Project Veritas has engaged in disgraceful deceptions, and reasonable observers might not consider their activities to be journalism at all. Now that is how they started their statement, by the way. Disgraceful deceptions, even though everything they put out is video. Every piece of proof that they put out is video. They're not doctoring it. They're not saying anything. It's the people that they're videotaping that's saying it. But that's so so even though the ACLU is coming out defending Project Veritas, they had to give that backhand uh, backhand uh, slap right at the beginning. So they said he's engaged in disgraceful deceptions and reasonable observers might not consider their activities to be journalism at all. Nevertheless, the precedent set in this case could have serious consequences for press freedom. Unless the government had good reason to believe that Project Veritas employees were directly involved in the criminal theft of the diary, by the way, another admission that the diary exists, the diary is real, and the diary will hurt President Biden, it says it should not have subjected them to invasive searches and seizures. We urge the court to appoint a special master to ensure that law enforcement officers review only those materials that were lawfully seized and that are directly relevant to a legitimate criminal investigation. And like I said, it took the ACLU eight days to bite that bullet, ladies and gentlemen, and do what was right. It's sad to see how far the once respected civil rights groups of our nation have fallen. But at least we got a statement, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, long story short, Project Veritas is going to come out on top. Yes, bad stuff, uh, and not bad stuff, I mean private stuff was leaked to the New York Times, and now the federal government knows the stories that, we're work that they were working on and the donors that they have. But you want to know something? God works in mysterious ways, and he is going to give back sevenfold what was lost by Project Veritas and what was thought to be the biggest thorn in the government's uh, and, and Big Pharma's side is now going to be ten thorns. And it's going to hurt them even worse. And Project Veritas is going to be more financially sound uh, and able to do more, hire more people, and expose more criminal activity in this world. So, again, just like they're doing with Steve Bannon, just like they've continuously tried to do with President Trump, everything they do is going to turn around and bite them in their rear end. And we're going to be sitting back watching it all unfold and taking this country back and watching what President Trump said last year. The best is yet to come. So, big shout out to James O'Keefe and Project Veritas. Let me take a slurp of coffee here. Let me read some comments real quick. Uh, January, hopefully all the corrupt Democrat liberals will be indicted, says Biden stinks. Um, and then DeClue says Biden stinks. We can only hope that would be the case. And James O'Keefe, 
will make mincemeat out of them, says Becky 80. Liberty Shine says, I believe it. They put Kamala Harris into the role of president too soon, and she will only be able to run, and, and then she will only be able to run in 2024. Uh, yeah, but you know what? They're not even going to run her. They're not even going to run Biden. They know they're going to get shellacked. I guarantee you they're going to do exactly what we talked about a few weeks ago, and they're going to try to put a golden boy in that position for 2024, which would probably be Governor Gavin Newsom. Is Brad Barton coming on soon, Jeremy, says Scotty. I don't know. I've extended the offer to him many, many times. We spoke a little bit. He was going to come on, and then all of a sudden, complete silence. So I don't know. Um, Meadows is the next, they say, says L.A. Jones, too. Well, we can only hope. All right, let's move on to Scottsdale, Arizona for a minute, because I don't know if you guys heard this story coming out of Scottsdale, Arizona, but long story short, let me bring you up onto what happened. Okay, so the school board there um, is in big trouble there. And it might even be the entire school district that's behind this. I'm talking superintendent, principals, everybody from the top down. But the school board there in, in, in Scottsdale, Arizona is in big trouble. The president of the school board, Michael Greensburg, had a secret dossier targeting uh, parents who oppose the school board's agenda and narrative. So all those parents that showed up at the school board meetings for to oppose CRT, masks, vaccines, any of that, this guy, the president of the school board in Scottsdale, Arizona, Scottsdale School District, had kept secret dossiers on each one of these parents. And how he got the information was through a calculated effort and a strategic plan that involved his scumbag, weirdo, creepy father and other people in the school district. And what they were doing was they were doing background searches on these parents. They figured out personal information. They found out very private family information, obviously phone numbers, addresses, social security numbers. Um, what else? Cyber stalking, camera footage, uh, hidden body camera footage of these people, tax records. And did I already say social security numbers? So there's a lot of breaches of, <laughs> of the law here, ladies and gentlemen, a lot. So how they found this is even more interesting. So there was an email strain going back and forth from Kim Stafford to this guy, Michael Greensburg. And in that email strain back and forth, for some reason, Michael Greensburg took and sent her a screenshot of his desktop and his computer and his workstation. Well, on the computer was a Google Link address, a Google Link Drive address. So what did uh, Kim Stafford do? Kim, Kim Stafford actually searched that Google Link Drive, that address, which was a for some reason public she got in and found out all of this information there was files on 50 different sets of parents ladies and gentlemen 50 different sets of parents and all of this stuff was highly illegal for them to have and especially the way they got it okay and his father this guy michael greensburg who's the president of the school board there his father would actually ride around on a motorcycle and a moped with a motorcycle helmet on so nobody knew who he was and he would follow these parents around taking video camera from his body video a body camera footage of them where they go where they shop their license plate numbers where they work their addresses where their kids go to school their kids names they ended up doing cyber bullying cyber attacking um and getting tax records social security security numbers, everything. I mean, this is massive, okay? So this was all brought out into the open. So the first thing that happened, ladies and gentlemen, was the school board there said that they were going to, the school district said they were going to do an internal investigation. But that's like, that's like Joe Biden doing an internal investigation, Joe Biden's team in the White House doing an internal investigation on forensic audits. You know what I mean? It's the bad guys doing an audit of the bad guys that they employ doing bad things and everybody trying to cover for each other. So what happened was the school the school district parents found out about this. The parents that were targeted found out about this. And the first thing they did is they called on the attorney general and the district attorney there to bring charges up on the school board for what they did. The second thing they did is they went out and they got, I, th I think it was, hold on, let me bring it up here. Okay, they, they ended up getting a, they had a petition signed. I don't, I'm going to see how many exactly people signed it. Um, I think they got 1,500 when it was all said and done. Hold on, let me find it real quick here. So, 
at this point, they have over 1,200 signatures on their resignation, uh, on, on, the, on the letter for them to resign. And uh, they, they ask for the letters to keep coming in, and today they're going to have an emergency school board meeting. Now, they don't expect this guy to show up because the, uh, the Scottsdale police have now opened up a full investigation on this, as well as with help from the Attorney General. So now Attorney General Mark Burnovich, I know he's got enough on his plate and he should be working on election integrity stuff, I get it. But now he is, uh, he is now involved. The state police there have opened up their own investigation, so he, who cares about the internal school board's investigation? But long story short, what you're seeing is parents standing up to the school board and then finding out how corrupt the school board really was because this was leaked, and now the parents are going to remove this entire school board, ladies and gentlemen. You watch. Watch how strong these parents are. They're going to remove the entire school board, and this guy, Mike Greensburg, he's going to be in prison for what he did and his scumbag creepy creepy cringeworthy father who drives around on a moped with a with a helmet on so nobody knows who he is so if this is happening in this school district imagine what's happening in school districts across the country ladies and gentlemen so let's go ahead and let's cue those drums right now because we're going to give the smarty award to the scottsdale parents who found out what was going on and said enough is enough And now, ladies and gentlemen, if we start seeing school board members and presidents of school boards start going to prison for this kind of crap, you're going to see things shape up real fast in this country for our, for our public school system. So big shout out to those parents. Um, can we sign it being in Phoenix, says Rockin' Robbins. That I don't know, but what I will do is a little bit later on today, as soon as I get done the show, I'll find the link to the petition and I'll, and I'll post it on my social media, okay? Uh, Getter and... Um, Getter and Telegram is where I'll post it. Yes, prison for him and his father, says Laterer. Yep. My son lives in Scottsdale. Well, get a hold of him and let him know that this is going on, okay? I don't know if your son has any kids that go to school there, but apparently it goes deeper than the school board. Apparently what they're finding out is that the entire school district was in on this, and apparently from this report, the superintendent of this specific school uh, f knew about it the superintendent knew about it so this goes way deeper and you're not going to just see school board members go down for this you're going to see entire school district go down which is going to set a precedent which is going to set the bar for school boards around the country to say you've been put on notice and we're coming for you and we're coming for your corrupt seats and we're going to put real parents in there who want what's best for children and their learning and their academics and not your agenda to push LGBTQCRTABCDXYLOSERZ. We're done with all of it. And we're and, and it's starting in Arizona. Man, Arizona has been a has been the leader in a lot of things this this year. And uh, I never knew Arizona was full of such strong-minded, courageous patriots. But we're starting to see how many people are actually strong-minded, courageous patriots. Thank you so much for the donations, ladies and gentlemen. Becky, $80, $10. And Donnie C, $17. God bless you, Donnie. You're a true patriot as well, and I want to thank you for your help. All right, moving on to a dumb dumb award. But before we do, let's talk about it. Last week I talk about I talked about how the Biden administration was going like waging war on the military on our own military members okay and we talked about this when i uh, broke the news to you that the navy seal the navy seals were um were suing the biden administration for this vaccine mandate and for not allowing religious exemptions and the only religious exemptions that have been allowed in the military that i know of and if you know any different please let me know are people with the muslim faith no Christian religious exemptions have been accepted in the military as far as I know. And that is why the Navy SEALs sued the Biden administration. And I told you last week that Biden is going to burn too many bridges. And the people that he needs on his side to get through this administration or for the left to keep control after 2024 or even going into 2022, the people that he needs, he's alienating. And number one is the military. We already know that the military men and women are behind President Donald J. Trump, that they're loyal to President Donald J. Trump. It's the top brass at the Pentagon that are not loyal to President Donald J. Trump, and they're loyal to communism. And that's our biggest problem. But we, all of our generals in the field, most of them anyway, are, are loyal to President Trump. But what they're doing now is, is just as bad, ladies and gentlemen. The Biden administration and the fake news are waging war 
on the truckers industry. From what I understand, ladies and gentlemen, the trucking industry is short, about 80,000 truckers. That means for what we need in this country right now, for goods to be, um, for goods to be distributed around this country, and, and that's assuming that we have a proper uh, flow of goods coming in at our ports, which we don't right now. We have a record number of cargo ships. Again, this week an even, an even larger number of cargo ships than we had last week, and it was a record last week with 111. I believe now that there's over 120 cargo ships sitting out there waiting to go. But also, you have a shortage of 80,000 truckers in this country, roughly. So with a shortage of 80,000 truckers, you would think that you'd be doing anything you can to get these positions filled in the trucking industry, whether you're a large company or whether you're like Walmart or whoever. You'd be thinking anything you could to, to, to fill these spots. However, MSNBC and the Biden administration, they're now waging war on the truckers industry by saying that they don't want any of these companies to hire white men. So now you're alienating 70% of the population that you can hire probably a lot of people with qualifications and they're and they are urging or they're going to do cancel culture on these companies who hire anything but black or brown um truck drivers and they have to be women no more men no more white men because they're the racists that voted for donald j trump don't believe me well let me show you the video folks this is failing msnbc talking about just that I'll get this on the screen here for you <laughs> these people are out of control stupid brother is a truck driver um and he drives across the country and it's very uh, nerve-wracking to me uh when he's on the road um because uh, it's just it feels like a dangerous industry but you're trying to disrupt that and bring more people who look like us to the industry tell us why yes ma'am first of all thank you for having me this morning and yes we are and we say we're not building truck drivers but safe cmb operators folks that can get back to their home whenever they're done with their shift that's the most important part me well how can the industry be more welcoming because i have to tell you i talked to a lot of truck drivers and uh preparing for this segment and um most of these truck drivers are people of color and they talked about um you know hearing some of the racism um over the cb um you know this is, again an industry populated um by a lot of white men over the age of 55. um this group of people overwhelmingly voted for trump um some people have talked about you know aggressive truck drivers uh cutting them off or not being helpful um, so obviously, the more populated it is with people of color, I think you'll see less of that. But how can you encourage people to come and disrupt this space when it seems a bit unwelcoming? <laughs> Unreal. Well, just what you're doing. Unwelcoming. Myself as a black female out there and letting people know I drove for almost eight years. And yes, ran into lots of racism, but however, was out there to do my job. And I think that uh, women are definitely, the more we can just get the news out to them that trucking is an industry that will not only help them to get further in life with their family and all that and present the package to them appropriately, regardless of what anybody else has to say, they're gonna be in charge. They're gonna be the person behind that steering wheel doing the job every single day and making it happen. So we just need to get the word out there. And I appreciate you for helping us get this word out. The women will be able to close this deficit if we can just let them know. Give them the support so, that they need to get into the industry. So ladies and gentlemen, long story short, it's, it remains to be, it remains that the party of racism is the Democrats. The party of racism is the Democrats. Again, I'll tell you a thousand times over a thousand times. Racism does not exist in this, systematic racism does not exist in this country anymore. And the only systematic racism that does exist in this country is within the Democratic Party. It started there, it, it, it grew there, it became wealthy there, it fought a civil war over it, and ladies and gentlemen, they're still pushing it today. They are nothing without pushing racism, absolutely nothing without pushing racism. And how do you know? Because you sure haven't heard a lot from BLM since the election, have you? But as soon as those Democrats need votes again, they'll start they'll start rolling up that uh, Black Lives Matter crowd. Uh, but, but ladies and gentlemen, let's just go ahead and give the Dumb Dumb Award, right? To MSNBC and all of the swamp donkey racist Democrats who scream racism, racism, racism while they're doing the exact act of racism every single day. Look, I don't care who's driving trucks. 
Okay, I don't care what they look like. I don't care what color they are. Just that the industry has workers. And you want to know something? When President Trump was in here, we had a record uh, number of people working, a record number of women working, a record number of women women owning businesses, a record number of black people owning businesses, a record number of black people working, a record number of brown people owning businesses and working, and a record number of black people attending college because of the HBCUs that President Trump signed. You want to talk about racism? You want to talk facts? You want to spit it back and forth all day long if you're a liberal? Come at me. Come on my show and I'll, I would love to have that opportunity to go at you one-on-one because this, this crap is just absolutely ridiculous. Now, speaking of more crap that went on that was captured on video about being a white person, in Texas, Health and Human Services Department denied a white man monoclonal antibody treatment because he was white. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we've heard it for, for, for months now that people are getting denied health care because they don't have the vaccination. But this man, who I'm about to show you, was denied COVID treatment, life-saving, possibly COVID treatment, monoclonal antibody treatment, specifically because he was white. Check this out. Uh, so I'm not going to be able to get it today? Because I don't qualify? Yeah. What if I, what if I like smoke and vape, I heard that was a, no, okay, but if I were black and Hispanic, then I'd be able to qualify, okay, I'm being denied medical service because of my race, is that, yeah, so what I do, I go around and make sure everyone meets the criteria, okay, that's the criteria, criteria that was set you were 65, you'll be good, but nope, you're healthy, and you're, um, healthy, and no medical conditions, so, So because he's a white male, he should be able to fight off COVID just fine. But if he was black or brown, ugh, can't fight it off. Tell me that's not racist. Tell me that's not putting white people up on a pedestal and making black people feel like they're victims. Just by just by that mere act alone, let alone the fact that you refused him treatment because of the fact he was white. I mean, there's so many things that are wrong with what we just saw. It's absolutely unbelievable. But that is the party of the Democrats. Show your friends this, ladies and gentlemen. Show your, show your co-workers, the people who just don't seem to get it. Ask them if they think that's okay. Go and point out what minute mark that this video that I just showed this in when this is done and you have the copy of it, take it, mark the minute of, of this part and, and ask your friends or family around Thanksgiving or, or at your, or your work or wherever if they think that that is okay. And if they say, no, I don't think that's okay, go good because I'm about to open up a whole book of racism coming from the Democrats just this year alone that now I can show you now that your mind is opened up. Okay, we got to start moving people away from this party who don't see what's going on. I guarantee you that 50% of the people that say they're Democrats have no idea what their party is doing. But you know what it's doing? It's pushing people like Senator Joe Manchin far away. It's pushing people like Kenneth Kirsten Cinema, Senator Kirsten Cinema far away. And it's going to push Tulsi Gabbard away too. You watch Tulsi Gabbard will, will leave the Democrat party pretty soon. And here's the thing. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Poole had this right last week. I don't know if you listened to Tim Cast, but Tim had this right last week, okay? Tim said, Democrats are starting to see that the Republicans are really the Republicans, the same Republicans that have always been. Their message is not, has not changed much. As a matter of fact, it's become more center. And as the Republicans have become more center, he said, and everybody has to see this, whether you're Republican or Democrat. He said, but if you're a Democrat and you look at your party and see how far left they've gone, he said, if you see how far part, how far left the Democrat party has gone, you don't want anything to do with it. Even as a Democrat, as a, as a normal, moderate Democrat, you don't want anything to do with it. So what do you have to choose? You either choose the party that's left you or you choose the party that's come back more to center. And he says, that's why you're going to see so many people go over to the Republican Party. They might not talk about it. They might not be public about it. They might not say it in any poll, but they're going to vote it. You watch. And he's exactly right. He's exactly right. Now, I want to take this uh, 
I want to take this moment to stop for a minute, and I want to also let you guys know a couple of new things that are happening. When we move into the new studio, the website will also change. And what I mean is I've been talking to you guys about the America Strong page. Now, right now, there's thousands of you who have put your business on the America Strong page, and there's hundreds who submitted your businesses who've not had them uploaded yet. And that was because it had to be done manually, and the only person that could do that is my web guy who's got a full-time job. So I... I've been working with him on a way to automate that, the America Strong page. And not only is it going to be automated, but you will be able to control your entire profile on there. So you'll be able to go to the America Strong page for free, and you'll be able to put your business on there for free as a profile, and you'll be able to manage it for free. There will be another option if you want that business featured on the America Strong page monthly, okay? And that will probably have a small charge because there's a lot more that goes into that on the back end of, of the algorithm and working things. So, but the point, long story, long story short, folks, the bad part of this is if you've already submitted a business and it's on there, when the new automated part of that section starts out, you'll have to resubmit it, okay? That's the bad part. The good part is, Everybody will be able to resubmit it and it'll be on there real time. It'll be on there as soon as you post it and you will be able to manage it like your own little profile. So as thousands and thousands and thousands of people come to JeremyHarrell.com, they'll also be able to search their zip code to see what businesses in the dog grooming uh, industry or the tax industry or whatever is near them. So unfortunately, you'll have to resubmit it after the new one is in there. The good news is about it, though, is it'll be more effective and more efficient than it's ever, ever has been, and will only add to that by people looking for jobs that you don't have to worry about COVID or masks. So I'm trying to get it all the right way. Please forgive me, and thank you for your patience on everything, but that thing, uh, that will be coming very, 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 very soon, uh, right pretty much the same week we get into the studio. Um, and also, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Lindell is going into Supreme Court next uh, next week. And uh, you want to keep up to date with everything that's going on. So make sure you're watching all the stuff on Frank Speech TV. Make sure you continue to support him financially, especially going into the holidays. And make sure you use my promo code when you do it. Or Ben Berkwams. Or Steve Bannon's. Or Project Veritas's. Wherever you want to see your money go the most. And one last thing before we sign out today, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk to you about is uh, my first order of business running for State House of Representatives here in the state of New Hampshire. My first order of business is I am to pen a letter to the New Hampshire Redistricting Committee by tomorrow opposing the proposed redistricting of our voter maps. So let me give you an idea of what that looks like so you know what I'm working on here in New Hampshire as I am running <clears throat> for uh, representative state representative here the proposed representative maps ladies and gentlemen um by the by the republicans anyway is to keep it the way it is to keep it exactly the way it is the democrats obviously they want to change it so right now ladies and gentlemen um especially in my county we have one rep per district except for the one district that elects two reps we want to keep the small towns in the southern part of our county uh, together in their own districts so they're not overwhelmed by bigger neighboring towns and um, has the largest district at only about 13,000 voters smaller than the current largest one which is 17,000 that's what we're proposing the Democrats are in the minority and they're proposing this they want one district with two reps and two districts with three reps they want a large district that stretches out throughout nine counties and 15 towns from the northeastern corner of the county to the farthest southwestern corner, hardly fitting the philosophy of a local representation. Okay? They want the number of voters to go from 17,000 up to 23,000, forcing candidates in these districts to have uh, a finance finance a campaign for almost six times the number of voters than a rep running in their proposed uh, district would be. And they want to they want to lump smaller towns in the southern part of the county in the largest towns in the county for two of their three reps. So, ladies and gentlemen, the Democrats want to do what they do everywhere, and that's redistrict in order to make it better for them and make it easier for them to win. The Republicans want to obviously keep it small. They want to keep local representation a thing. They want to keep campaign finances down. They want to be fiscally sound and common sense. So I have to write a pen a letter to the New Hampshire Redistricting Committee by tomorrow um, in order to, uh, to keep that 
those districting maps where they are. Now, I know this has nothing to do with you where you live in your area, in your state, but the same kind of stuff that's happening here is happening in your state. So make sure you're aware of it. Make sure you understand the redistricting of maps that everybody's trying to do right now based on the census that we got not too long ago. And make sure you're involved some way, shape, or form, okay? And that's going to do it today, ladies and gentlemen, for Live from America. I appreciate all of you who have uh, who showed up today and who have stayed here throughout the show. I'll ask you one more time if you have not done it to please reach down, like, and share. Again, we got some great guests on this week. Javon Hutton-Pulitzer, Senator Doug Mastriano, and of course Adam from PatriotFoods.com. At least that's what we know of now this week. And as we get more into the studio, we're going to have more guests coming in, including all of you. Once we get into the new studio, I'm going to be bringing in people that watch this show every day uh, that are making a difference in their town locally, and we're going to bring them in. We're going to make sure that we inspire others by your stories and your testimonies of what you're doing where you live. And all that, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say, remember, there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high, because you are a child of God. No weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Keep doing what you're doing. We are taking things back. We are winning, and we are regaining control of this country. Whether you whether people will tell you that or not, that's what's happening. Okay? We'll see you tonight for more Live from America. Please visit JeremyHerald.com. If you're not a monthly donor, I would very much appreciate if you went to JeremyHerald.com and become one, uh, because we're down to about 80% of where we'd like to be. So,